0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tim Lynch. Tim is the Vice President of Clinical Support Services. He's also overseas pharmacy, a blue chief pharmacy officer at MultiCare. He's got a variety of roles at MultiCare. MultiCare is a great system. Uh, and, and he's going to talk to today about top priorities, about what he's seeing or expecting with the vaccines, and, and a little bit more. Tim, can you take a moment to introduce yourself?
1: Sure, Scott. Uh, again, my name is Tim Lynch. I'm the Vice President of Clinical Support Services. I work for MultiCare Health System, which is a, uh, the largest health system based in Washington State. Um, we have a number of sites uh, throughout Washington State um, and include a number of hospitals and clinics, as well as a large behavioral health network within Washington. Um, I've Um, oversee the pharmacy operations. I'm the chief pharmacy officer and I also uh, oversee our respiratory and our imaging services for our Puget Sound region.
0: Fantastic. Let's talk about pharmacy for a moment and come back to a couple of the other issues. Obviously on everybody's minds is vaccines and distributions as well as sort of bigger trends in pharmacy. Can you tell us sort of, do you have any sense of what to expect in terms of Vaccines and rollouts and distribution are you starting to get a close sense of it there?
1: Yeah, we've been actively working on how we distribute are uh, planning to distribute the vaccine within our health system. Uh, we've been partnering with our Department of Health and other agencies, our local health department, really, uh, to, to focus on how we will receive the vaccines. Um, when we will receive the vaccines. There's still quite a few questions that need to be answered in terms of when we actually will get those vaccines, which vaccine product that we will receive, and then just the logistics of of that. Um, As you're most likely aware, the vaccines, uh, the two current vaccines that we're most likely to get, the Pfizer or the Moderna, each have different um, storage and handling requirements. Each has a different way that they are um, the second doses need to be administered, whether it's 21 or 28 days. So there's a lot of logistics that we need to think about in terms of how we um, vaccinate our employees, uh, particularly with some of the side effect profile that we're hearing in the vaccines that are released, you know, concerns about that second dose in terms of what those reactions are and what how those could be confused with a, a COVID, a positive COVID infection. So I think it's just looking at um, all those logistical pieces that we need to come through with in terms of administering the vaccine, scheduling our staff to get vaccinated, and also just working with our other uh, health partners in the community in terms of how we support um, emergency uh, or critical health uh, workers and other vulnerable populations within uh, within the community
0: and is there a sense of excitement or is it more just sort of hurry up and wait till this comes that the vaccines are coming is there can you feel a palpable sense of excitement or not quite yet
1: yeah i think there's i think there is growing uh growing interest in in getting vaccinated i think uh earlier in the discussions related to vaccinations. I think there was um, concerns related the, related to the testing and the validation of the vaccines and those things. And obviously just the, the current climate that the country is in, I think there's, you know, the questions and, and maybe suspicions of, of the vaccine were, were things that people were thinking about. But my sense is um, based upon the efficacy data that we're seeing and also just where we are um, in terms of the vaccine development and some of the information that we've heard from our national leaders. I think there's a growing excitement, I don't know if it's excitement, but certainly a growing interest in getting vaccinations completed. And I think this really will mark uh, a point for us uh, in terms of fighting this, um, this infection such that we will have a tool in our toolbox that really can help Improve uh, our our population health and really uh, move us uh, move us forward. So I think there is growing excitement. That's my sense of it that people are are getting more interested in in how we're going to do this and when can people get vaccinated and and all of that.
0: Well, fantastic, Tim. Thank you. Take a moment in pharmacy, overseeing pharmacy, and we'll come back to some of the other roles because you oversee a lot there. Talk a bit about big trends in pharmacy What are a couple of the big trends that you see that you could share with our listeners
1: sure I think um, you know like all um, parts of the healthcare system I think one of the things that that we're really looking at is how do we leverage our pharmacy enterprise really to support population health so it's really looking at what can pharmacy do in terms of ensuring that we are able to support our health system and our community with um, improving the health status of of the communities we serve, particularly those that are are underserved in our communities. Really looking at uh, what is the the pharmacy impact on quality of care? So how can we leverage our our pharmacists, our, our support staff in terms of ensuring that we deliver uh, high quality care to our to our patients Um, looking at you know virtual care uh, with the covid infection uh, situation i think all of us are looking at how can we do our work differently Um, how can we adapt to this new reality of uh, virtual care where people are less inclined um, to travel particularly as the infection rates seem to, to, to have spiked recently. So how, how can we really look at delivering our services in a, in a virtual world? Um, the other thing too is just looking at how can we maximize our pharmacists to work at the top of their license? So what is the role that pharmacists can do really in terms of supporting um, the way care is delivered, using uh, our medication experts really to Ensure that the right therapies are used in the right patients and in the right way. So, really maximizing how our pharmacists use and also some of our other supportive staff um, because there is an opportunity to, to move away from some of the distributive functions that historically pharmacists have done and really move into um, the cognitive functions and, and let our supportive staff help take those, those other functions over. In which case, I can do it in some some cases better. Um, I think the other thing too, is just how do we leverage the pharmacy enterprise in terms of our payer contracting? Are there opportunities to utilize our our retail footprint in order to network or partner with payers and uh, achieve value? And again, using the clinical functions of pharmacy really to look at medication therapy management and also optimizing therapy so that patients can um, achieve the clinical outcomes that are impactful from um, a population health standpoint. Uh, The other thing too is obviously in the current environment is how do we leverage our pharmacy enterprise in terms of revenue generation? um, we have a large retail pharmacy footprint, so um, how, do we, how do we utilize that to bring values to the organization um, to impact uh, the communities we serve from a, population, from a population health standpoint, but also one of the biggest opportunities is in our specialty pharmacy, so really maximizing the value of our, of our specialty pharmacy to achieve uh, financial impact for the organization. The
0: other thing is, go ahead. I mean, so you've really got between sort of pharmacy and so many things going on in pharmacy, people trying to both cost control and to make it more profitable and generate revenue and precision medicine, as as well as trying to use it as a way to impact, you know, communities that suffer uh, from social determinants of health challenges and so forth. So really between that, vaccines and so forth, Most people would say you have your hands full, but but you also are really a traditional double-hatter. You're serving as vice president of clinical support services, plus chief pharmacy officer. Tell us just a couple of the, and and I know you've got at Multicare a magnificent team, great leadership, a lot of great people. Talk about a couple of the other key areas that you see yourself, you know, that are big issues that you're involved in and, and that you see as big issues for the system as vice president of clinical support services, too.
1: Sure, I think it's. I think the the same is true for some of the other areas. That oversee. It's really just looking at the value proposition that we do. How do we position ourselves um, strategically in those other areas? To expand um, how we deliver our services, and then deliver our services at a lower cost. Um, you know, one of the things that we really are, are looking at is how do we lower the cost of care? Um, we need to we need to be relevant in the marketplace and ensure that we're able to continue to serve our our community. Um, and so that means that we have to continue to look at at, at our cost structure and how we're positioning ourselves for that and then looking at um, strategic partnerships and other opportunities and where we can um, can grow i think the other things too are just in terms of applicable to all areas is just you know the quality how we impact quality and the care that we provide so whether it's in our imaging areas or the respiratory therapy areas you know what what is the impact that we have on the patients we serve um, in terms of improving quality and improving outcomes, so that we can ultimately um, improve the care we deliver, which obviously will will hopefully lower costs of care as well. So, I think the other areas that we're looking at is, as with with all organizations, really looking at how we deliver standardized care. So, one of the major focuses we're having within the pharmacy world is, as we've grown as an organization, is just looking at how do we create the standards of practice across the pharmacy enterprise, across the organization so that we are applying best practices in all situations. Um, one of the innovative things that we've started recently is uh, is at-home delivery with, um, in terms of uh, being able to have medications prescribed in some of our our uh, urgent care settings and be able to deliver those medications to patients home so just again looking at how do we adapt to a new reality where um, where people are less likely to travel but also um, you know as we look at retail health and how do we deliver services to patients where they are most desire desirous of receiving those is something that we're looking at and that's one thing that we've recently embarked upon in the midst of COVID is um, being able to deliver medications to people's homes, which has been a great new service that we're offering.
0: Thank you. And and, and take one more moment. You've had this magnificent career. Talk a little bit about your career journey to leadership and so forth.
1: Yeah, I, I... have uh, been very fortunate to have some amazing amazing mentors along the way and and have uh, some great people that I that I have worked with and really helped push me to to do things that maybe I felt like I couldn't uh, have done it um, I was fortunate to start my career um, at at an organization that really uh, had a great, uh, saw a great value in pharmacy. And so that opened up opportunities, um, you know, post-residency to, to take on challenges in terms of pharmacy leadership. So I've been able to work at, um, as, a, as a pharmacy director in, in a smaller hospital where I was able to really learn the value that pharmacy has uh, on the, the way care is delivered in an organization and given opportunities to lead different efforts in that and then just had progressive growth into um, regional roles and then into uh, a larger health system role. So I've I've been very fortunate in my career just to be um, surrounded with amazing people and to um, have them have faith in me in terms of uh, taking on new opportunities and new roles and in each time I've done that it's just been... Uh, provided tremendous value for me and growth opportunities. Um, so, and that's led me to to MultiCare, where I've I've been for about a year and a half, um, and just a great organization. And I'm just really honored to be part of uh, of that this amazing health system.
0: But Tim, congratulations on a remarkable career. We're wishing you good luck in the entire healthcare ecosystem. Good luck with vaccine rollout. I know we couldn't be more excited to see this start to move in the right direction. Thank you, Tim, for joining the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. A pleasure visiting with you. Thank you.
1: Great. Thanks, Scott.